Go ahead and stand this evening. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, tonight we come before you and we're thankful, dear God. We're grateful, Father, for all that you've done. How you've blessed us and keep us safe, dear Lord, day to day. Fathers, we travel to and fro, dear God, from our homes to here and back to our homes, Father. Lord, you've kept your hand upon us so many times. Father, we want to thank you for allowing us to be here tonight in this hour of worship. Lord, may we glorify your name. Lord, touch the hearts of each one who's here and those unable to be here. Dear God, we just ask, Lord, again, just speak to the hearts of those who could but don't. Dear God, that they would see, Lord, Father, for themselves and for us also, the need of being in church. Now, Lord, we ask you to just bless the service. Let it be glorifying to thee. Lord, thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. Thing I got runs on batteries now. <laughs> uh, go ahead, grab your red book and let's turn to page four thirty three. Four thirty three.
Uh, go ahead and turn to page 176. 176. Uh, go ahead and turn over to page 404. 404.
Uh, go ahead and turn over to page 450. 
place where there is no misunderstanding and from all enmity and strife were free no unkind words to wound the heart are spoken now this is just what heaven means to me what joy will be when we get all yonder and join the throng around the glassy sea to meet our loved ones and crown Christ forever. Oh, this is just what heaven means to me. of Jesus who ever is image of their love's all plea and when they crown him Lord of all I'll be there for this is just what heaven means to me what joy will be when we get If you have your Bibles this evening, go with us to the book of Psalms, chapter 6. Psalms, chapter 6. If you would stand, we're just going to read a couple of verses there. preacher said something that made me think and uh, 
You know the old saying is it's a dangerous thing to make a preacher think. But it's true what he said. There's not much weeping anymore. And yet we know in the Bible that those that weeped unto the Lord generally got attention. In verse 8 of this chapter, it says this, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. And I like this, And the Lord receiveth my prayer. Father, this evening I'm thankful, Lord, for all that you've done how you've done so much we don't even understand or perceive. And yet, dear God, it's in your power to do even more. And Father, I pray tonight, help us, Lord, to come to a point and a place, Father, in our lives where we realize that communicating with you is not something that is just okay to do, but it's vital, it's necessary. And dear God, if we do it with a pure heart before you, dear God, it accomplishes things. And so, Lord, tonight again, I thank you and I love you and I praise you. And I give you glory in Jesus' precious holy name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. I did not think about this uh, till just now in our prayer You know, next Saturday morning will be our prayer breakfast. And between now and then, if we will accomplish some weeping, I believe in our prayer breakfast we might also have some testimony. But also we'll come prepared to pray. I thought about this because, you know, Darren has been up in the hospital now for over a month. Three days after Jason Past Sister Kay and Brother Danny going through, their family going through the passing of him. Then Darren ends up in the hospital. He's in an induced coma, so to say. He's sedated. He's been up there, and they haven't been able to uh, get him fully off of that. And we've prayed for him. I'm not sure, I'll be honest with you, how hard. But we prayed for him, right? I'm just wondering, though, how much we weep. I'm wondering how much prayer does it take for us to get things where God hears our prayers and answers our prayers. I've I've thought about this because, see, the Bible does tell me that God hears the cries of the righteous. And in this very prayer right here, this, this last two verses there, he said, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Can I tell you that we need to, I guess this, rebuke the devil when we go into our prayer room. We also need to put aside everything else when we go into our prayer room. The Bible tells us to go into our prayer closets and shut the door. And what we ask God there in secret, He will do openly. And I'm just I'm thankful tonight that God hears my prayers. But I honestly can tell you this evening, I, I think that we need to get to a place of deeper prayer, a more sincere prayer. 
If we get down to that spot where our prayers are, are, are just, I, I would say this, and, and some of you probably got a good prayer life maybe in this aspect there, but, but, but I'm just saying that we, if we, in general, if we all of us get down to a, a sincere prayer, can you imagine what will happen if the children of God will get sincere and right and reach into the throne room of God with prayer? So he said, Depart from me, all you work of his iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. God hears our prayers. I'm glad for that tonight. I just know this. I'm saying again, and I'll say it again. wonder how sincere and deep our prayers are sometimes. I always think about David's prayer. And, and, I, and I know that this is... a you know, a verse in Scripture that we use so much that sometimes it's, it's kind of like I said this morning, we become dull of hearing, we, we just, we're numb to it, it's like an anesthetic that goes over us, we, we just get numb to what's going on in, in, in things of the world, but you know what, sometimes I think we do the same thing with the Word of God, we hear verses and we just kind of throw them off and say, well, I've heard that a thousand times. Well, maybe the thousand and one time, it, it'll ring in your ear and your heart and you'll hear something. you go, whoa, wait a second. David's praying and he says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. Psalms chapter 51. Think about this. And in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. This is David asking God to do the work. David's before God. Do you, do you, do you think this? And I, I don't know. The Bible does not record it in this aspect there. But, but the Bible tells us that when David's son was born into Bathsheba, and that David there, the child was sick, and David fasted and prayed for the child. He, he, he ate nothing. He had nothing. He, he sat there he, for the time of that time. He, do you think David was just sitting there kind of with his eyes closed and his head back on his pillow and just saying, Lord, let him live? Or do you think David might have been weeping in sincere prayer with the Lord? I think the latter simply because of knowing who David is through the Scripture. When, when the child dies, David does do this. He has peace with God and peace in his heart in this aspect that he gets up and he eats and he gets ready and he goes on because he knows that while the child was alive, he had to intercede to do what he could. But once the child is gone to be with the Lord, it's time to move on in this aspect. God had answered his prayer. David did not get what he'd done wrong. God didn't curse the child God punished David. I'm just here to tell you. The child is with the Lord. David sees the child. But then he goes on, he says, Make me to hear joy and gladness in the bones which thou hast broken. May that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all of mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. 
Can I tell you, I think David was, when he was praying that prayer right there, and, and I won't continue on reading, but I think David had some weeping going on there because he was begging God to restore his relationship with him. He wanted to have peace with God. He wanted to feel like he could walk into the room and the presence of God would be there and not flee from him because of what was going on. David wanted to know that God was not absent, but God was very present in his life, weeping. He said, verse 9, The Lord hath heard my supplication. Now, now that's great. I mean, just, just to think about it this way. Can, can you imagine going... And understanding that somebody so very, very important at least heard what you had to say. It was there. They, they heard it. And you say, well, you know what? You, he heard what you had to say. And that, that'd be great. But there's something greater that follows this. David said, the Lord hath heard my supplication. But then he says, the Lord ha- will receive my prayer it's one thing to hear it it's another thing to receive it and yet we know that God heareth the cries of the righteous and the Bible telling us doesn't go on to say he receives if we know that God is telling us that he hears the cries of the righteous we also know that God is receiving those cries think about what he said to Moses he said the cries of my children have come before me now I've received those cries and I'm sending you. Then say it that way in the scripture, but that's what it meant. If you just stop to think about that this evening, I love that I thought whenever I was reading that and it just hit me so hard that the Lord hath heard, but he also hath received. Weeping unto the Father gets his attention. You say, Brother Ernie, I don't have to weep to get God's attention. You don't have to weep. But I'll tell you what, I think it's a little sweeter when we do. I I think it means a little bit more to us when it happens. We're so used to just praying that we don't think about how it is to hear the prayer. See, God not only hears, but God understands how it's coming. He knows the depth. He, he, he understands the reason, the purpose. Is it real or is it just there? I mean, you, you've heard the old commercial, is it real or is it Memorex? Well, we would say, is it real or is it memorized? Is, is it something sincere that's coming from the heart or is it just something we've said so many times it just, it just comes out and, and it comes out and when it's out, it's out and we're done. It's, it's kind of like praying over lunch. Lord, bless the food. Thank you for the safety today. We're done and we go on. You know, sometimes, and, 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 I, and I know that it's not always going to stir or move in certain ways, and, and sincerity does not make you cry at all times, but, but I think about different times that my family, Annette's family, has asked me to pray over a big get-together that we have, and, 
and how it stirs my heart because when I bow my head to pray, I know that some, this, this time of prayer is the only time some people will hear a prayer. I'm thinking, Lord, bless the food, but God, would you reach down and save the souls of those of my family and friends here that are lost? Would you change them? Would, it, would the prayer not be something they hear, but God, may it be something that they receive too and that they will receive you because that we know that you, Lord, are really wanting to do a work. Psalms chapter 30. Start in verse 5 or verse 1. I will extol thee. That means I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to exalt you. Lord, I'm going to make you meaningful. In my life. Just think about that for a second. It's not that I'm just going to acknowledge that you're here, and it's not that I'm going to acknowledge that I, I know who you are or that I'm praying to you, God. I, I'm going to make it so that whenever I call on your name or I'm talking to you or somebody knows, I, I'm going to make it so that it means something. It's deep, it's not just a shallowness, but it's a it's a realness there. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up. I'm loving that. And hast made my foes to rejoice, or excuse me, hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive. Thou that I should not go down into the, down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord all ye saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Now, now, if you read the first three verses, you would say, "Well, God hears, and God healed, God is," and, and and we could just say, "This is Jesus talking, and this is a prayer that Jesus be praying." But look at what He said: "Sing unto the Lord all ye His saints." Or ye saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Because why? We know verse 5, but do we realize the first four verses and when we realize the next ones? For His anger endureth but a moment. In His favor is life. Weeping may endure for the night or night, but joy cometh in the morning. See, we, we get it. I hear it all the time. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And they don't always put it like that, but, but they'll say it that way. But look, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Jump with me to Isaiah chapter 12. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Verse 
And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Thou wast angry with me. His anger endureth but a moment. Thou wast angry with me. Then thine anger was turned away. And thou comfortest me. God, God heard the prayer. God heard the cry. God heard the repentance. The anger of the Lord was turned. Can I tell you something tonight, church? The anger of God does not turn simply because God gets tired of being angry. There is an intercession that is made, whether it's by you or by me or by Christ or the Holy Ghost. It, there's an inner, and God's anger is turned and when God's anger is turned we begin to see that God is not going to be angry always but God is going to give room and space for repentance God wants to hear God desires to hear he said behold God is my salvation I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song he also has become my salvation there we're Therefore, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall say, praise the Lord. Call on his, on his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. And I will tell you tonight that God is in the midst of us. Why ought we shout and cry out? Back over in Psalms chapter 30. In my, and in my prosperity... I said, I shall never be moved. The Lord, for by favor thou hast made my mountain a stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord. And unto the Lord I made my supplication. You think about this. Sometimes we get too big for our own riches. God gets upset. But God hears our cries. What profit is there in my blood when I shall go down into the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. I will just tell you this evening, church, that we need to think about things a little harder Sometimes in what we already do, jump over to Psalms 126. We know this verse too. Back up. Verse 1, just six verses. It's really easy, right? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Look at what he says. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. 
I'm be honest with you, church. There are times when I think, Lord, why have my tears dried up? I'll be honest with you. Not every prayer is a prayer with tears, but tears should come when there becomes a stirring is usually when tears come. You ever, you ever watched a movie in somewheres in that movie there's just some type of circumstance or situation, something happens and it moves you. It's a movie, but you still can't help it. You get moved emotionally and, and your eyes begin to tear up and, and, and you, they start to roll down your cheek and, and you, you know, I don't know. My, my family always knows when that happens because here comes the arm number one and then arm number two. It's dad's crying. They that sow in tears. They're involved. The prayer's not words. It's, it's meaningful. It's, it's not a repetitive memory. It's, it's deep from within. It's, it's something that's now being said because the heart is involved and it's stirring. Says he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. I, I thought about this because my Bible tells me that Jesus was his blood is precious, but it also tells me that the word is the seed of God. So the word of God is the precious seed. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking about God. It's talking about our salvation. It's talking about the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost in our life. It's telling us everything God wants us to know. It's revealing to us things that nobody else can see because they're blind to the gospel because Satan has got their eyes shut. And if they would see the gospel, they'd be saved, the Bible says. They'd be changed. And, and I'll be honest with you, we ought to be changed just because of what we know in this aspect there. But then it says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Can I tell you, I believe that Jesus cried over us more than we can imagine. We read a few prayers. We see them. We think about the prayers that he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane and how that has sweat become great drops of blood. But, but you know, we, we also talk about that very short Bible, Bible verse in John. Uh, and it said, he weep and the Lord wept. And we just, we look at these and we think, you know, he wept. but he wept other times. The Bible didn't tell us how many times, but, but it tells me right here that he that goeth forth and weepeth Jesus did exactly that because he is my example. He's your example. He went forth and he weepeth, bearing precious. He, he was bearing the truth. Shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I wonder. We have no idea how many people have been saved 
We have no idea how many people were saved in the time that Christ was here in this walk of life. And, and I'm just telling you, since then, we don't know. But can I tell you, it, every, and, and, and maybe I'm stepping out, maybe I'm going too far, but, but every, every soul that is saved, we talk about through the blood of Jesus Christ, and it's absolutely there. But can I tell you, he had to be weeping. Here's our example. We ought to sow with tears, so we shall reap with joy. We ought to go forth with weeping, bearing the precious seed, telling telling folks of the Word of God, living the Word of God. And, and, And realize this, that the Bible is true. So if we do exactly what God says, God will do exactly what He says. So if we reap, or if we sow in tears, we will reap in joy. If we go forth with weeping, and weepeth rather, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless, the Bible says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. There will be a harvest. We have no idea how much. But there will be one. But it's going to cost us a little bit of effort, a little bit of time, and 100% sincerity. That's how things change. That's how things are different. I'll say it again tonight because I say it all the time. It's the truth. You can get folks to come to church and get Christian folks to come to church if they're looking for a church, and and that's a wonderful thing, but you cannot grow the kingdom of God without you get somebody saved. There's the weeping. There's the sheaves. That's adding to the harvest. That's our responsibility. Would you stand with us this evening? Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for your many blessings. Lord, just asking you tonight, Father, again, help us. God, I pray that you'll move us and stir us more this week. God, we'll take more time for you this week. Lord, those that may be already doing, making the full load, God, may we help by adding to, Lord, what they're already doing. Lord, I pray, Father, for the lost, the backslidden, the cold, the indifferent. God, I'm praying not only for for those, but for myself, dear God, that, that our hearts, dear God, be set toward thee stronger, will be more determined God, there is a desire and there's a hunger. Lord, you know what it is. Father, we trust in you to bring it. We ask you, Lord, now just touch every heart in Jesus' name. And amen. And amen. Is there anything on anybody's heart this evening?